Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Spiritual Insights with Charlotte Spicer. Spirituality and Metaphysics Talk Radio, featuring a course in miracles, dream interpretation, guided meditation, and the psychic and metaphysics free-for-all. It's your opportunity to consult with a professional psychic medium, discuss past lives, the chakras, and more. We are non-denominational, and there are no limits. Want to change your life? You must first change your mind. 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 No matter your religious structure, cultivate peace in your reality through self-awareness with an authentic spiritual teacher. And now, your host, Charlotte Spicer. tuning in once again to Spiritual Insights and our Dream Interpretation segments. These segments are brought to you by David A. Dunn, author of Get Life Right, 10-Minute Reads. If you're interested in helping get life-changing books into the hands of those who need it, please visit GetLifeRight.com for an opportunity to read free downloads and receive free books. I would like to uh, make special mention of one of my advertisers, Ocala Inner Center. If you're in the Ocala, Florida area, Visit OcalaInnerCenter.com for the current calendar of classes and workshops. There you can explore meditation, Kabbalah, releasing emotional baggage, reversing your aging with bones for life. They have meta-movements and so much more. That's just a few um, classifications of what they offer at Ocala Inner Center. Wonderful people. Uh, go, to, go, to inner, go to Ocala. Go to, I'm tripping up. Go to OcalaInnerCenter.com, contact Jean if you would like to hold a class or a workshop there, or if you would like to sign up. Okay, so before we go to the phones, I want to uh, address a few questions that I've gotten. I've gotten a variety about different types of dreams, so I want to address that here in one place to answer everyone. That would save me a lot of time. The question I've been asked is about the different types of dreams we have, like why we have nightmares, why we have prophetic dreams, flying dreams, um, dreams that don't seem to make any sense at all. I've even gotten questions about um, having a TV on and it seeps into the dream that they're having. You know, they're curious about that. So let me just uh, very briefly say that there are different kinds of dreams. Uh, some of the common types are dreams where we purge the day's events. That's just the mind's way of working through the day's events to balance out the energy mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. If you're especially tired, you may have a dream that in the dream you can't seem to get up. And that, that's a sign of fatigue. That's a warning that you really need to take a look at your diet, your intake of water, your sleep schedule, your work schedule. Try to achieve a little more balance in your life. There are dreams we've spoken about on the show where you can program a dream to help you solve a problem, and those are very valuable in helping us make decisions or understand the next step to take in our journey. There are precognitive. Those are associated with a feeling of, I don't want to say panic, but um, there's a, a surge that you feel where you want to take action, where you want to call somebody and tell them about it or warn them about it. I've had those uh, dreams over the years, and they never fail. They really don't. When you get that feeling, 
that you have to warn somebody. You want to heed that warning and you want to make a call or talk to the person that dream is about as quickly as possible. The types of dreams we focus on on the show, uh, people have asked about that variety. What we focus on in the show are not so much any one type, but all types that bear interpretation. For instance, most teaching dreams, ones where I can take the symbols and create a storyline where they talk to each other and tell me what's happening in the mind of the dreamer, those are what we mostly focus on because those have the deepest uh, meaning. They have the meat that I can dig into. We often have nightmares. Those are demonstrative of our fears and sometimes the traumas that we've experienced and that again would be the mind trying to process those fears and bring to light in a shocking way otherwise it won't be able to get our attention but it shocks us into looking at our fears and facing them and then as you do that those dreams will either evolve or dissolve disaster dreams which in future segments we'll be going into uh, different types of disasters such as earthquakes floods fire tidal waves tsunamis uh, tornadoes all of those are absolutely about emotional upheaval and in some cases reflective of a rearrangement in your life especially in terms of earthquakes something is happening where the foundation of your life needs change such as a move or a new job it depends on the personal imagery to see what that points to. Sexual dreams, I get a lot of questions on these because it's very shocking because a lot of people are in committed relationships or not in a relationship and they have a dream that is unsettling to them because they see someone they know but are not necessarily attracted to. And I want you to know this doesn't mean that you are subconsciously attracted to that person. And I want people to know that just because you see activity in a dream, it does not mean you are prone to be unfaithful to your partner. What this basically means in a dream is when you see sexual activity, in the terms of intercourse, it's actually a merging of energies, male, female, or a female could see a sequence in a dream where she is having a sexual experience with another woman without regard to your sexuality and your sexual orientation. This can be telling you that you need to take on more of the emotional aspect of the female essence, being you need to be more nurturing. You need to be more uh, emotional. You need to immerse yourself in your emotions and not be so intellectual. On the flip side of that, males represent the intellectual aspect of self. So if you are seeing, no matter what your gender is, if you're seeing activity with a man, that could be saying that you need to immerse yourself into, into the intellectual side of yourself and maybe think through situations more, more or less intellectual activity, depending on the imagery again. But sexual dreams are not dirty. There are no bad symbols. You could have a dream about uh, a bathroom and they can be very shocking and very obscene. Um, I know it's frightening at some point, but once you understand what that symbol means, there can be no dreams that no dream symbols that you can deem negative or bad. It's all geared towards helping you gain self-awareness. Uh, some have costume dreams where they have a a person in their dream and he's in some kind of period costume. This is generally indicative of a past life. So, depending on the imagery in the dream that might support what happened in that past life, 
I can work with that, or I can tap into the past life and try to get some information there that would help you in the present overcome an obstacle. Uh, flying dreams. These are merely experiences. When you're flying, it's a conscious awareness that you're out of your body. I've said before on the show, but if you're new to the show, when we are asleep at night, we once we hit the brainwave state that is necessary to have a dream, we come up out of our bodies. While we're dreaming, we are not in our bodies. We are actually on the astral plane with assistance from our spirit guides, watching a movie. And once you are done your homework, I call it homework for the evening, our soul work for what we need to do, a lot of times when you're lucid enough, we get um, the recollection of being out and about, I call it. I get questions about feel, the feeling of falling, uh, and it's generally right before you wake up. What I call this is a bad landing. Because you're out of your body, as it's coming back, we see it as waking up, but you're really coming down. As your spirit, so to speak, floats downward to reattach itself to the chakras in the body, which is how it remains anchored in the body, and then gravity keeps your feet solidly on the ground. Sometimes we can get a little too close to the physical body, and there's a whoosh effect where we're sucked back into the body quickly. And that is not the, the normal speed. That's a little more rapid, and it can be frightening because it feels like you're falling. You're able to remember this because it's in the moments right before you wake up. And those images that you see in, I'll say, the 45 minutes or so before you wake up is most likely what you bring back with you. Some people, I have discussed this before, but some people experience a paralysis upon awakening and they cannot move their limbs. If you have this experience, you will most likely recognize that you can open your eyes. This is the only body part we can move when this happens. In this state of paralysis, what actually happened is the the spirit did descend back into the body. However, it's half out. So without having the spirit properly anchored to the chakras and settled in there, it's very difficult for the motor skills to operate. But we do have the ability to open our eyes. So my suggestion, again, if this happens to you, is to merely relax, connect to your breath, Close your eyes and just relax, and then the spirit will anchor itself properly in alignment with the physical body, and then you can test it by wiggling your fingers and your toes, and you'll find that you can move your limbs and get up out of bed. Most people jump up out of bed once they have that experience. I know the feeling. I've done that too. Uh, There's so much more to explore, but I do want to get to the phones. Um, Don't forget, email your dreams to me um, at your convenience. You can send it directly, spiritualinsightsradio at gmail.com. You can go to the website, spiritualinsightsradio.weebly.com, to submit a dream form. Thank you to whoever just submitted their dream form. I did see it pop up. Um, You can send those ahead, especially if they're very long and detailed. That will give me extra time to consider because I have to move very quickly doing this verbally. And this way I can wring out all of the energy possible to get you the best information I can bring you. So I hope that information is helpful. If you have a question about any type of dream or an animal in a dream or even one symbol, you can go to the website, uh, select that option. The information I share and the expertise that I share in these segments is absolutely free to the public. However, However, if you would like to support me by means of a donation, that would be gratefully accepted. And if you want to send a dream 
and offer a donation for a one symbol, that option is there. You can review the website. I don't want to do a sales pitch. I don't like that. So I would like to go to the phones, get started. Let's all learn together, ladies and gentlemen. Let's have a good time. First up is area code 706. Next, I will go to area code 415, and then area code 954. If you're just tuning in, dial 347-934-0751 to get into the queue. We will probably get a lot more calls, so you want to call in early. And uh, also, I have decided to add Saturdays to the schedule to help those of you who are at work uh, or otherwise engaged during the day throughout the week and can't tune in while we're live. So I will be adding Saturdays. Thank you to everyone who requested that. Okay, area code 706, here we go. Hello. Hi. What's your name? Tiffany. Tiffany. How can I help you, Tiffany? Um, I had this reoccurring dream. I haven't had it in a while, but um, it's kind of weird. But I had it a few times. Mm -hmm. Basically, it's a dream where I am climbing down into, like, a basement. Mm -hmm. It's pitch black. Okay. I'm going down several floors, climbing down like a ladder, um, but I know where I'm going. I'm not afraid. Okay. I'm not bumping into anything. It's like I know exactly where I'm going, but I'm just going layer, floor, further down. Okay. Finally, I get to a door. I open it, and there's a beach. <laughs> Perfect. Um. There's a building that's, like, white, um, and the sun is, like, just glistering off of it. Okay. Then I wake up. That's it. This is awesome. And it's, and the building is glistening. Yeah. Did the building have columns out in front with a large, large flight of steps? I I did. I guess it was the side of it or something. Because the first thing okay. I was thinking, like, well, who puts a building on a beach like this? <laughs> uh, it was a huge building. It was white, and yeah. what stuck out was like it was glittery. The sun was beaming on it. It was kind of glittery. I'm like, oh, what okay. is this? So. <laughs> okay, this is really great. Even though it's pitch black, what's really telling about this is that you're calm and you know where you're going. And this tells you that subconsciously, you're at peace. Whatever's happening in your life, this is reoccurring because it wants to remind you of the inner peace that you have access to. So do you, is, just a clarifying question, would you describe your life as busy, tumultuous, chaotic? Do you have um, children at different ages that really keeps you going? What is the atmosphere of your life like? Very calm and boring, actually. <laughs> boring? Okay. Very calm. Yeah. Okay. Not inventive. Yeah. Not a lot of events. Just work, not a, school. Just life. You have work, work and school? Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. I'll, I'll tap into that later, but work and school was a pretty hefty schedule. Okay. Um, but I, I need to go into this first. I want to address the fact that it's reoccurring. The reason this happens is it's like a variation on a theme. When there's a, a situation in our life or a thought or a belief in our minds, the subconscious will display a dream 
And the point is to say, it's okay. Here's the truth. You don't have to um, run from that fear or you don't have to um, chase after a situation to achieve happiness. You can create that by recognizing what's inside. If you don't get the message, the initial message, message of the dream, it says, okay, all right, let's switch this around and let's do it again. And it reoccurs until you get the message, until you make a shift in your awareness. So in your dream, you're climbing into a basement. Oh, climbing down, I guess. I, I yeah. was going down like a ladder. And you did mention a ladder later on. That, was, that would have been my first qualify, uh, clarifying question, but you added that. So that is fine. The, it's interesting that you're on a ladder and not on stairs. So this doesn't seem to be a logical progression. It's a very, what's my word? It's very strategic, takes concentration. This would tell me that you are a, an intellectual thinker. I know you're in school, but I'm going to get into your head now. Um, very methodical. You, um, you like precision, and you like to know where you're going before you do it. That kind of control in how you right. appro- approach situations. Is that a good description of how you think? Absolutely. Okay, perfect. So that's what the ladder tells me about you. Okay, so you're climbing into the basement, and every floor of a house, every room in the house, the furniture, what's on the walls, the atmosphere, the light, the dark, everything adds to the scenario. So you're in pitch black, which means that this may be a process inside of you that you are just learning about, I want to say for you. I want to say that it's not a conscious awareness that you're bringing to the situation. So the subconscious mind is telling you that you need to shed light on this in some way. So hopefully I can do that for you today. So a basement in a home would represent like your storehouse of memories. It can be um, associated with the subconscious mind. It can also be associated with sexuality, but I don't feel that for this dream. I feel it's a subconscious desire for knowledge. Does that make sense? Like you have a thirst for knowledge beyond school. I don't know what you're studying, but a spiritual thirst. This is all dreams mostly point to your spiritual journey. Yes, it will point to the physical journey as in work, school, family, and that type of thing. But life is a spiritual journey for all of us. So it's always in that vein. And I come from a psycho-spiritual angle to approach each thing. So what you do, and it was interesting because you said the word layers. You go down several floors, which is a descent down into that subconscious storehouse. That is accessing everything that is available to you to make this life work for you. Because before we're born, what happens in, in that process is they, and I mean spirit, God, whatever you call it, they take what, all of our knowledge and they place it in the subconscious mind. And this is why often throughout life you can have a deja vu experience, you can meet somebody and feel like you know them, because that information is in the subconscious mind. We just don't say, oh, my subconscious mind is telling me I recognize you at soul level. I just feel like I've known you all my life. So you're going down through these layers of consciousness into what I would say is really far back, and I'm talking past lives from eons ago. 
And I think if I give you enough to think about, this recurring dream will start to change shape and start giving you more information as to what it's about. And there are several things here that support this um, assessment. So you go down these layers and you're calm, which is your natural state. The ego is what makes us anxious, upset, fearful, all of that, all of those emotions under that umbrella are the opposite of love. There's only two emotions we experience. It's either fear or love. So fear, insecurity, jealousy, hatred, all that comes under fear. All the good stuff, empathy, trust, faith, love, unconditional love, that's all under that heading. So you come down and you eventually reach a door, which is an opportunity. It can also represent an idea, but for you, I think it's an opportunity. And what you do is you go through the door. You take that opportunity. You could have turned away, but you didn't. You go through the door, and now you're on a beach, which I think is just divine. Because with the beach, you have the sand, you have the air, you have the element of water. And beaches represent time. So that's the reinfor- one reinforcing element that supports the past life that I mentioned, the past lives, and then looking into that. Okay. So, what it also represents, um, did I say time? Yes. Mix up. Okay. So, we have, we have time represented by the sand. We have the air element re- representing intellectual and also journeys. We have the water, which is emotional, spiritual, and growth. Because we need water, and the sun in order to thrive, in order for our bodies to be nourished and grow, or in order to grow plants, whatever. We need these elements in combination to manifest something, such as health or uh, growth in some way, be it vegetable, human, that type of thing. So let me get back into my thoughts. It can also be a place for solitary reflection, which is what it seems you're doing by climbing down into the basement, especially by yourself. You don't mention that you're accompanied by anyone that you recognize or know that is with you. And I also mentioned that you don't, I also noticed that you don't mention, I think somebody was with me, but I couldn't see them. That would be a totally different scenario. So in this dream, you're solitary. This is just Tiffany, all about Tiffany. So with the beach, there is oh, it's also, a, here's what we do with the beach. It's very difficult to remain sad at a beach because we're breathing in the salt air and salt absorbs negativity. So it's a place of healing. It's a place where we can sit next to the ocean and feel small and connect to God. It's a place where we just, we become calm. And that's mo- largely because of the immensity of the ocean and the salt air in combination and it starts to change us on molecular levels, but especially on emotional and mental levels. And look at how you were going down through the layers, through the floors, right? So this okay. is a place of healing for you. So then I'm also getting rhythm, the, the rhythm of the ocean, and trusting that life goes in cycles. That if you're getting frustrated, like when, like um, just throwing this out there, you tell me what fifth, only you can say. But when is the semester going to end? And then it's like, oh, here comes another semester. But there's cycles in your life. There's a rhythm. And perhaps you're feeling that you're having a hard time controlling that rhythm or keeping up 
And then I know you state there's a boredom, but that concerns me because it tells me you might be on some kind of autopilot spiritually while you exercise your mind and then go out and make a living. Does that resonate at all with you? It does. Okay. Here's the, here's the, the big kahuna about this dream. The white building, I know you don't have a whole lot of recollection about it, but I've seen it before. It's very large. And it does have like a pearlescent uh, quality to it because of its function. What your dream, what that building is, is the Hall of Records. Have you heard of the Akashic Records? Yes, I have. Okay. That's where the Akashic Records are stored, and that is a record of every lifetime you've ever lived, past, present, and future. Everything's in there. And this is where my secondary um, reinforcement for that thirst for knowledge, it's all spiritual. You have the intellectual covered. You, you work hard. You're very intelligent. You know what I mean? But on a spiritual level, this is telling you that you need to reconnect to that side of you if you haven't already or deepen your connection to your higher self so that you can incorporate more peace into your life. The Akashic Records, which many people will write, okay, there's this white building. What's interesting is that it's on the beach. So what you might be dealing with, with the time element, with the past life element, and then with the solitude and the healing is maybe you can make a blanket statement that any past lives that are affecting you in this current lifetime and causing you to be unhappy in some way, boredom to me represents fatigue because when we have too much of something, we start to lose interest. Like if if something is elusive, like say, I don't know how often you go out and, and have social time with friends or family, but if that doesn't, if that happens seldom, we look forward to it. But when there's too much of anything in our lives, when we work too hard, when we play too hard, um, if we ingest too much alcohol, anything that is too much, you, you experience fatigue. That's what a hangover is. It's the body's taxed from that alcohol. It can become taxed from work. It can become taxed from worry. So the boredom to me is a, a red flag that you have to achieve a, a bit more balance in your life so that you can feel that range of emotions, like looking forward to going to, I know it's hard, but, you know, to have a positive attitude about going to work really does help your day. Does this make sense to you so far? It does. Okay. Can you share with us what what your waking life, what, what in your waking life is correlating to the images and the storyline of this dream? Uh, I mean, what do you mean? I mean, um, what I said about being bored and it being indicative of a fatigue or um, the schedule. And are you are you feeling spiritually nourished? Have you been praying? Or did you kind of just immerse yourself in the busy activities of life and you're neglecting your spiritual life? Um, I'm definitely neglecting the spiritual side. I'm, that's absolutely true. Okay. Um but um, as far as work and whole nine yards, I'm just eh, bored, I guess. You're over um, it? <laughs> I, yeah. I'm hearing over I'm just so over it. Like, 
dragging your feet. There's, you know, and I know how you feel. So, so I need I need to hear the answer come out of you. I don't want to place the answer in your hands because you need it to rise up from those deep levels, from the subconscious. What is it that you need to achieve peace? Um. We can all say what we want. It could be a new house, a new car. It could be a, a person, place, or thing. But what we really want to keep, you want to get, get married. being married would bring you peace. Yes. Tell me your thoughts on marriage. What does marriage mean to you? Um, a relationship, companionship, companionship, uh, partner okay. in life. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That's basically it. How about stability? That'd be nice. <laughs> you would have That'd comfort. Be nice. You would feel less alone and less solitary. That's true. Okay, That's look at the true. beginning of the dream. You're by yourself. Right? That's true. So, I am. When, when we experience this type of uh, non-attachment in relationships, and that's really in the deepest recesses of our heart what we really long for, there's a, it's like a, a dark night of the soul where we really have to get to know ourselves at such a level so that we can move into self-acceptance and self-awareness in order to prepare to be in a relationship like the one you're imagining. Because I didn't hear you say, well, I want a dysfunctional relationship or I want, I want a guy who's unemotionally available. You're not wishing for any of those things. You want the fairy tale, right? Of course. <laughs> you, want, you want what we all want. Well, you know, you'd, you'd be amazed at what some people wish for, and they get it, and then they yell at everybody around them for manifesting what they didn't want. It's because we're, we're not in good touch with ourselves. We don't know ourselves well enough to understand how we're manifesting the life that we're experiencing. So we have to go deep into the subconscious mind and pull out any negative beliefs, any negative self-concepts, so there's homework that we need to do, and it can be daunting. And I know you, you don't need any more homework. You probably have enough. But this is your spiritual side, and this is what you want to do in the opportunity now that you have to do this work so that you can prepare energetically to invite and welcome the right person into your life who will be good for you and good to you. Does that make sense? It does. Okay. So you can use dream work. You can use meditation. It's not difficult. Are you? Are you? Have you meditated before? Um, I used to just pray. Okay, prayer is good. It depends on what type of prayer you're utilizing. There are different types of prayer. One type of prayer is where we're doing the talking, and we could be acknowledging, you know, God. I know you're. I know you're all that and giving him compliments and offering him praise. We could be offering thanks for our blessings and for our health and, and that type of thing. We can also, there's a contemplative prayer where in my style of thinking, you're still doing something. Talking, you're doing something. Contemplating and asking for an answer, you're still doing something. There's a form of prayer where you're just listening, and that's meditation. So when you pray, you can ask your questions, and you can say, please, send a sign. Time is funny, because they're not in time. You could ask a question, and if they told you today, it might not make much sense to you. 
But if they waited and said maybe a week from now, and they gave you that information, it would then make sense to you. So don't worry about when the answer comes. Just know that it will. So you can ask a question, what do I need to experience your love? Because what we're hoping for in a marriage is to feel that ultimate love. The ultimate love is God. When we're in partnership with another human being, we're standing in that light together. And that's the euphoria of it. But it's really an experience of God's love, but you have someone to share it with. But I think, and this is my experience as well, because I've been there, I was told that I had to understand God's love for me before I could experience that type of love with another human being. And I found that I wanted something from that other person. I wanted them to provide something. I wanted them to save me from having to learn about myself, from, from my own loneliness. Does that make sense? It does. So if you take your loneliness and you turn that inside out, it, it turns into self-awareness. And by utilizing these beautiful tools that are available to you, and they're free, dream interpretation, meditation, prayer, silence, um, you can even do exercise in whatever form that you're drawn to, to get the body out of the way, and then you can ask for advice and just say, you can tell me directly if you're comfortable with a clairaudient message, if that's available to you, or by looking at the signs. And you could be, when you, where, how do you get to work? Do you drive? Yes. You can ask yes. for a solution or tell me how I'm doing, what is happening, then watch the traffic patterns. I do this every, I can't stop, I do this every day. Ask a question as you get into your car and tell me what, what needs to happen. Well, no, don't ask that. You don't want that. Okay. You want to be very specific. What do I do in this situation in my life so that I can incorporate more peace and experience that at very deep levels? Watch the traffic. You can look at the license plates just casually. And, and, and once you ask the question, let it go. Don't worry about how it comes to you. And then read the license plates. I was driving one day, and I, was, and I was frustrated. I was frustrated with a couple of clients who um, kept repeating these situations, and I, and I want so, ha- so much for them to be happy. And then um, another person I know, uh, it was determined by a, a medical professional they had to go on a medication for a serious uh, mental affliction. And I was just thinking, what is wrong with these people? And then I, the car in front of me, I had been behind it for a while, but I didn't notice it right away. But only in the middle of this gigantic intersection, which is um, profound because it's the intersection between, it it represents the interaction between my clients and me. And I looked at the license plate and was shocked because it said illness. I-L-L-N-E-S-S. And my immediate thought was, who in their right mind would get a vanity plate and put illness on it? I mean, would a doctor even do this? Why would, why would you extol that? Why, that? That's so declarative, but that's what it was. But you can look for these signs and say, talk to me. It might come through a person, something that they say. It might come through something that you read or see. It could be in the traffic patterns. And by the traffic patterns, I mean, if you were to ask a question such as, okay, on my spiritual journey, what, what is happening? And you may all of a sudden notice that cars are in front of you and you can't move forward quickly enough. And this tells you you need to slow down, contemplate, kind of regroup, 
and then redirect. Does that make sense? It does. Okay. I think that's where you should start. And as you incorporate a practice of some kind, you can do whatever is, is comfortable for you. You could light a candle and you could say your prayers. But always remember to listen. And even if there's not a clear audience message or something that enters your mind, it's like it, generally it pops into your mind. It's not something you can construct with your imagination. That's a much slower process. When something pops into your mind and you get like, oh, I need to, I need to go to the library. I don't know why. You just do it. That's a, that's a message. And you, if you feel that impulse, you want to honor that. And you want to honor your higher self or your soul because your soul wants you to be happy and successful. If you're not experiencing that kind of joy or peace, your soul is always trying to steer you in the right direction. It has to kind of go under by going through the subconscious mind because the soul knows and the subconscious mind is the bridge that gives you these messages. But if you were to incorporate that into your thinking and make this a spiritual journey instead of a chore, I think you'll make great, great strides. And I think you'll find that things that you believed about yourself and about your life will start to fall away, as indicated by the Akashic Records. You've done this before. I think you can get it right this time. Okay. Is that helpful, Tiffany? It was. It was great. Tell me how you feel. Thank you. I mean, you've answered some questions because I've tried to have that dream interpret before, and um, when the person interpreted it just didn't click. It didn't make any it didn't sense. Didn't resonate at all. Okay. No, but what you said makes complete sense. <laughs> Good. Well, you know, it I give I give sense. people credit for trying. I would never I would never talk down about someone trying to help people. So I'm I'm happy they're doing that. I'm just sorry it didn't click. I'm happy that the information that came through me to give to you because I will I will say different things to everybody. Different information for a different person. It's my job to tell you what's going on in your mind and in your life, and then you tell me what fits. Only you can say. But I'm happy that this kind of connects the dots in a way. Do, do you feel a sense of stillness now? Um, I, like I said, you answered, and it made sense. Um, no one's what, what ever interpreted it that way. Right. What were some um, of the questions in your mind? Uh, well, you really answered them. Um, like I said, I, that dream's been on me for a while, mm-hmm. um, and I've never how, been able to get it interpreted. How, how many it, years? How, how long have you been having Oh, it's been like 10 years, but I haven't had it in a while, though. But okay. I remember it distinctly because it was that vivid, okay. and I kept having it over and over and over. I'm like, what is this? So um, that's I'm what I remember at, it now. Okay. Well, I'm looking at a church now, Tiffany. Did what was your upbringing like? Were you brought up in a church and then decided that it wasn't for you? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Was it the Baptist religion? Yes. Okay. Here we yeah. go. There we go. I got it. So <laughs> ten years ago, and it's interesting. I want everybody to listen to this very closely. It's interesting. I can tell somebody. When did you have this dream, or how long have you been having this dream? And the answer is right at the tip of their tongue. Because subconsciously, it's like you took a snapshot of when you started having the dream, and you know exactly how old you were, how long ago, how long you've been having it. It's the freakiest thing. I just think it's a lot of fun. 
because I can say, well, I had this dream when I was six years old. And if you hear those words coming out of your mouth, marvel at the readiness that that information is accessible. It's really cool. That tells you how connected we are to the subconscious. Because how often do, are we going to write down the date and say, don't forget that in August of 1979 you started having this dream? Anyway, I just wanted to point that out to everybody because it's cool. So going back to childhood and looking at your religious upbringing and something that occurred or a series of events or probably I'm feeling an overbearing person pushing you around emotionally and saying, this is the way it is, this is the way it works, and this is what you're going to do. Is this accurate? Um, pretty much. Your perception of... of the scenario? That's, not pre- that's definitely correct. I just, okay. um, I'm the type of girl that followed the rules. <laughs> you know, you told me to do something, I did it. Um, but on the inside, you know. I, it wasn't It wasn't feeding you, it wasn't giving you that spiritual sustenance. I wasn't seeing results, you know. I see people, I mean, raised in a church and, you're taught these Bible verses, and you do this, do that, do this, and this is how it's supposed to go, and you follow these rules, and this is how things will turn out. Okay. It didn't happen that way. Okay. I want to point something out, because I just remembered something I said earlier, and the words I just wrote down are going through the motions. Important phrase. Because earlier I said it feels like you're on autopilot. Okay, that's correct. Okay, do you see the similarity or the pattern of how you're operating now to how you operated then to cope? Okay, I do. That's what you need to heal. Okay. You You have to find your voice and say to yourself, I deserve to be happy, I'm worthy of happiness, and this is what I want. Because if that is a pattern, uh, a coping mechanism that you've developed to get through and not stir the pot, not cause any waves, there's the beach reference, not, you know, attract criticism or, you know, that look, that look of disapproval from family and community, you have to be you. You have to be uniquely you and do what you want to do with your life without regard to what people think, say, or do. Is that helpful? It's very helpful. (laughs) Okay. Because 10 years is a long time, but you still seem to be using that same MO to cope cope with your present life situation as you did back then. And obviously it's not working, and you can change it at will. Take some work. Take some faith. But everything you need is inside you. All of the answers you need is inside you. But do a blanket statement before you go to bed and say, I release all negative karma from any previous lives, my childhood, I'm ready to be me. Come up with a beautiful mantra that that grants you release. Because look at the dream, how you go from a dark, it's not dungeony. There are other elements that would make it dungeony, but it's a very deep, dark place. You step through the door and you're in one of the grandest scenes that we can experience on this planet so you go from the one extreme to the complete opposite and that's what your soul wants you to do make sense it does 
Perfect. I really does. Okay. Well, I'm I'm glad I got to talk with you about this and explore with you. I'm glad to talk to you. This was awesome. <laughs> is this the first time you've ever heard the show? Uh, yes, it is. Well, I, I hope you continue to tune in. I do this every Wednesday at 3 o'clock, and I'm adding Saturdays as well for the people who um, are at work or school or whatever during the day. Okay? Okay. Fantastic. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. much. You're welcome. If you if you come up with any other revelations, feel free to send me some feedback on how you feel and subsequent dreams that you have, okay? Okay. I will. Alrighty. All right. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. That's helpful. All right. I'm going to put you on hold so you can continue to listen, and we're going to move on. Okay. That was beautiful. I love it. Area code 415, you are up next, bringing you on the air. Hi. Hi, Charlotte. I'm also a first-time listener. <laughs> awesome. And what do you think? I've always been fascinated by dreams. My name is Sophie, Sophia. Oh, I love it. Thank you. I love your name, too, Charlotte. Good southern Thank name. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, it is very southern, and now I live in the south, and I feel like I'm home. Oh, isn't that wonderful? That's a wonderful feeling. I grew up in Philadelphia, and I always felt out of my element. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, it was energetically, it was very hard. Uh, to yes. be there because I was hit with so much. It's very rapid and a lot of complex and negative energy. And then when I finally moved to Florida, it felt like my body caught up with my soul. Oh, that's wonderful. Yes. Yeah, I grew up in New York, so it is very uh, – I couldn't live there now at all, but um, <laughs> I understand what you mean. <laughs> I mean, it's a fun place to visit, and I had fun when I was growing up there, but – uh, it's calmer and closer to nature where I am now. So, What's funny is I'll say about two and a half, maybe three hours ago, I was thinking that very thing. I was thinking about New York. I love New York. And I have friends there. And, you know, my career might lead me there. And all I could think was, in my mind, I saw myself screaming at the snow and saying, I can't take this. I'm not happy here. So mm-hmm. in the back of my mind, I'm kind of worried, like, wherever this goes, I hope there's sunshine, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I hear you. I, I totally you hear know. you. Well, what can I help you with, Sophie? Okay. Um, I, 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 since I'm a first-time listener and maybe in the future you'll address this or you have addressed it, um, I have had precognitive dreams, and I've had dreams where my relatives come and tell me things. Um, when... Uh, I think the precognitive dream when I woke up, I thought, oh, could this be? I'm not sure. But it had such an element of realness to it. Like it really, I was really there, really touched, really. And the same when my relatives come to me. So this particular dream is with a relative. And I I had it like uh, probably a week, 10 days ago. And I'm in the hospital room with my uncle. Okay. who, by the way, has already passed away, like okay. uh, a good 20 years ago. Just but the last uncle? time, huh? Um, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Is this an uncle on your mother's side? On my father's side. On your father's side, okay. Yeah, so um, he never had children, so I was sort of like a daughter to him, besides okay. being a niece. Um, and he's in a hospital, and wearing a hospital gown, lying down in a hospital bed. And um, the last time I saw him, which was about uh, 22, 24 years ago, he looked the same as he looked then. 
which was pretty darn good. He was in his 70s, and he looked amazing. <laughs> okay. In fact, I thought he never looked so good before. He just seemed to be at peace with life. His eyes were very clear. Um, so uh, he's lying down in the hospital bed, and I'm holding his hand. I'm sitting in a chair next to him, very close. And he's saying to me that he wants to tell me something important, that he has left something set aside for me, some money or something held in a trust or something like that. And this really surprises me because, you know, I never expected it or never, you know, it was never discussed before. Um, and then as it, we're, when he's about to tell me where it is, he suddenly goes quiet and he has passed away, like somebody sleeping that gently passes away. Yeah. It was that quickly. And and I thought he wanted to tell me, but now he can't tell me because he's gone. And three doctors walk in in the white lab coats um, to come and take him away, take his body away. And I said to them, my uncle wanted to tell me something that he felt was important for me, and that's the end of the dream. The doctors in the three white coats, were their eyes rather beady and hypnotic, or were they staring very intently at you? No, they were staring at him. Uh, didn't seem beady, actually. Um, seemed to be rather innocuous, you know, um, just kind of there to perform their job kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's important. Okay. Yeah, I've worked in hospitals, so I'm kind of familiar with the whole doctor. They get it. It's like, oh, I don't. I really don't want to have to meet up with doctors. <laughs> yeah. Right. What, what's interesting in a dream, the way people act and their posture, the expressions on their faces, the things. They, this is all very telling about what's going on in your mind. Okay. 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 So okay. let me start at the beginning. This is beautiful. I don't think it means money. I hope to God I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. But I don't, I don't think there's, you know, $12,000 in a shoebox in his basement of his old house. No, probably everything went to his wife, and um, she was still alive. Um, uh, so, and, nobody, and, and she was kind of an odd person in, in a way. Um, but um, to tell you the bit. truth. <laughs> she, I'll give you an example. She came and cleared out the uh, the, the condo. I, again, I live like on the other side of the country, and um, and told no one, not even his sister who was still alive, and told no one in the family that he had passed away. I had a dream because we couldn't locate him, and then I asked a nephew to go up. My nephew said, "I have a friend that lives in that." condominium complex and I said could you have your friend go check and that's how we found out but she came and cleared everything out and didn't tell anybody tell the soul anything for fear that um, I guess some people would try to claim something now the he vultures. gave me some photos the vultures are going to descend yeah you know and it's her own paranoia if and you're not like that I know uh -huh. yeah. but, but even his sister, I mean, she had her own house and married and, you know, she didn't need anything my uncle had. But, but you know, I mean, not to tell his family, that to me is pretty shocking. So, um, but she lived in another house that she was raised with her father. So it's kind of a weird, she's kind of an odd, but she wouldn't leave that house because she was raised in that house. And um, she wouldn't leave that house. 
So, um, but yeah, (laughs) but they were together since she was young. I mean, my, my uncle courted her. Uh, you know, for for many, many years, and they got married later, and I think he did that so that she would get everything, because she wouldn't leave this house, and my uncle was not about to go into that territory in in the New York City, um, like, zip code. He wasn't going to go there. Okay. <laughs> he wanted to live outside of New York City, zip code. Oh, that poor guy was hopelessly in love with her. Yeah, she was a sweet lady. I remember her when I was very little. I'd go visit. She'd let me play with all her jewelry and her clothes, and she was very sweet. But I think that, you know, her mother died when she was very young, a little child, and she was very close to her dad. There we go. Okay. So so she never wanted to leave that house. After her dad passed away, she stayed in that house. So, you know, I understand, and I, I have no problem with her. I totally get where she's coming from to say mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and and so you know my uncle offered me all these photographs when i last saw him and um i took only some of them and out of not wanting to accept that he was getting older and maybe wouldn't be here one day that i would see him again and um so um Long story short, through the grace of God, we found a, a, a cousin on that side of the family who lives in Ohio, came mm-hmm. to visit me in my area and brought me photographs. <laughs> okay. Oh. I, I felt photos were important early on when you mentioned his sister. Is his sister now deceased? Yes. Okay. But, but the photos, uh, they would have been important to her as well. Did some get to her? Uh, I don't know. I know okay. she the, the 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 wife came and cleaned out the everything everything she took everything out. Okay. Yeah, she took Here's everything. A, I just felt an emphasis on on photographs. Anyway, so okay, so I understand the situation. Of course, forgiveness is on you know the table for her for doing that. It's okay. Um, but let's get to the present and what your uncle was trying to tell you, of course, when loved ones who are deceased come to, into our dreams, and especially if there's interaction. That is a visit. If you have a okay. dream and, and you think about the person or perhaps see a picture, that is your thoughts about that person or their passing or both, just that okay. relationship in your life. However, when we see them and they're doing something, even if it's just lying in a hospital room, Okay. That's a visit, and they're trying to tell you something very important. So let me break it down quickly. I think I can do this. He's in a hospital, which is a place of healing. Okay. And I want to write myself a reminder to, since this is the first time listening to the show, I would suggest you listen to last week's segment because there's something similar, but there's really cool information inside there that might not come through for you today, but that might add to it, okay? Okay, very good. Okay, just just a week ago, it's uh, easy to access. So you're in a place of healing. This is about you. Okay. okay. You're in the, the uncle's in the, hosp- the hospital bed, even though he is already deceased, and in your mind you realize this in the dream, right? Right. No, I, well, I'm really in the moment, so I'm not thinking, why is he here? I'm okay. I, I'm just in that moment going with what everything that's going on. So only okay. when I wake up. You know, I mean, I'm realizing, well, he's gone already. That doesn't you make know. sense. Okay. I got yeah. You. Okay. What's important is that he made himself look the way he did as you remember him last. And yes. didn't show, because what they normally do, and, well, it wouldn't make sense for them to do this, but a lot of, I have seen my father 
in various stages of his life. I I saw him in a vision as a child. I saw him um, what, what I saw him in his thirties. What most people do is they look at the prime of their life because some mm-hmm. lives don't reach thirties, you know. But they look at the right. prime of their life and their favorite time of their life, and then they take on that appearance. Um, so he helped you out by, okay, it's me, and so the recognition is right there. You don't have to say, I don't know who that young man is, but it feels like my uncle. You didn't have to figure anything out. He presented himself as he was. And like you said, you were like a daughter to him, and he's coming to you now with fatherly advice. His eyes are clear. He is peaceful, This, which is suggesting you do this as well. Be very peaceful in the coming weeks. And remain clear about what you're seeing, okay? Okay. Because you have major change coming. Okay. When he gets to the point where he wants to tell you something important and that it it was like I left money for you in a trust, money is change. Okay. Barring a trust that you don't know about. I mean, barring the obvious that he might have put something away for you and she's kept it hidden and it might just come to light. I hope that's the case for you, but if not, I can offer you some spiritual information that will help you gain some peace. Um, Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. If I look at this, not in the literal sense of, you know, uncle put money away or left something for me, knowing that she would hoard everything and she's sitting on a document that might, or an envelope that might have a safety safety deposit key, barring anything... Um, prophetic. Let's look at this from a strictly symbolic sense where you have money, which is change, and then you have the word trust. Ah. You have to, you have to, okay. you have to trust that it's going to be okay. Oh, no wonderful. Okay. Change can be scary. It yeah. might seem like um, something is happening that is negative in your life or that is destructive in your life only to find that with that object or structure out of the way, you now have mm-hmm. a broader view of the horizon and can see more clearly where it is you want to go in your life. Make sense? Yes. Whatever comes up next is going to be like a variation of that. I'm just feeling, I wrote, when you first told me, I wrote major change with a circle okay. around it. You've got the trust and the money represents the change. And here's my question. When you were sitting next to him on the chair, you were sitting down and you were relaxed, so to speak. Otherwise, standing would be at attention. You were sitting down. Were you on the right side of his bed? Um, Let me see. So, uh, bed's this way. I believe I was on the left. On the left side of the bed. Okay. Yeah. When I see it in my mind's eye, that's how I remember it. Were you holding Um, his hand? Huh? Were you holding his hand? Yes. Right hand or left? So, let me see. So, it would be his right hand. I have to draw a bed. So, you got the bed. This would be his right, his left. You know how, you know, you have to look into a mirror to say, okay, my right is over there and, you know. Exactly. That's what I was just doing. I'm positioning my body. (laughs) I I have to, like, think about it. Okay, you got to go opposite. Your right hand is diagonal to their right hand and that's his left so if i'm facing him laying on the bed you were holding his right hand so that would make you holding it with your left seems i'm drawing a stick figure of you 
<laughs> That's probably Sophie. the same I would draw. So okay, so um, and I'm on the left. And was I holding his hand with my right or my left? I'm. I think I was holding his hand with my right. Perfect. That's because I, was, I would have to cross with my right. left. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> Here's okay. why. The left side of the body represents the past. The right okay. side of the body represents the future. That's, okay. That is supporting evidence that change is coming. Okay. Otherwise, it would have been a different scenario for you to see. Next thing that right. happens, three doctors walk in in white lab coats. White <laughs> is spiritual, spirituality, spiritual journeys, healing. White contains all colors of the spectrum. This is total healing. There is totality here because, are you familiar with the chakras? Uh, to some degree, yes. Okay. Well, they're uh, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, purple, indigo, gold. White encompasses all colors in the spectrum. So this is talking about your entire being on, as indicated by the three. I will go numerology. Right, three. I'm going to go yeah. I'm going to go I know the number three is a number, usually a number of completion, I believe. Right. So I'm going to go, now I have to go to numerology. Okay. Sure. Uh, and, and to imagine at one point in my life, I was like, why do I know all this stuff? Why, you know, why would I study all this crap? And then you start doing the dream interpretation, and then all of that information is like right there. Like, oh, okay, now I know why I studied this as a kid. Anywho, so three. We have three doctors in white coats. We have white representing healing. Also, um, higher consciousness. I want to say for you, higher self, this is a message from your higher self, and your uncle agreed to help in in getting this message through to you. So we have the Holy Trinity, Father, Mm -hmm. Son, Spirit. We have the third chakra, power, the ability to make decisions for oneself. Um, accessing our own creative power, our ability to maintain ourselves in a situation and conduct ourselves in a way that is spiritually responsible, I want to say for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. It's also associated with spiritual messages, the number three, and connection to others. Uh, three-dimensional, like a third, like Earth being the third dimension, okay. creativity and new birth, involvement in an association with creativity, nurturing of children, and this could be actual children or a creative project, something you want to start, like a business. Do you have youngish children or young teens, mm-hmm. any children at all? No, my, my children are uh, adults now. They flew the coop. Okay. Okay, so there may be a project or an idea, some kind of creative pursuit that needs to be nurtured. And it's like uncle is telling you to go ahead and do it. In the dream, did he pass away in front of you? Well, it was kind of like, um, you know, we're holding hands and I'm kind of bent forward so I can listen, hear him. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, he's talking and then all, all of a sudden he's silent and I'm thinking, you know, it, you know, just a pause when you're talking, and then there's a pause, okay. and uh, and then when I look, he he he's silent. It's like there's yeah. no more words coming, right? I remember so, now. Okay. 
Okay, so I look at him and I see it looks like he's sleeping, yeah. but I realize he's not going to be telling me anymore because he's not, he's gone now. Okay. His Perfect. spirit is gone. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to suggest something, and I'm not trying to hurt your feelings in any way. Okay. 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 So the number three is also associated with. In aside and in addition to the creative, um, it also represents your approach to life and your changing perceptions in all areas of your life. Mm-hmm. It, it points to the way you relate to others. And this is where I get nervous. Like saying, well, I want to say this, but I'm not trying to hurt your feelings because your feelings. Because in the dream, you lean in to listen to what he has to say. Look at that posture, right? And when you lean in, that brings the heart closer to the other person. It brings the mind closer to the other person. You're open to receiving a message. Right. But then he goes silent. So it's either you or someone in your life, in the way way you interact, that it might be that you're open to being nurturing to this person, but they kind of close themselves off, go silent, and withdraw. Mm -hmm. Do you have someone in your life that's doing that to you? Um, or do you yes. do that? Yes. No. So, well, and you know, you know, sometimes you have friends or you've known people. I've had a few people in my life like this. Um, they're very close. I mean, you can talk about anything. Um, you share the deepest parts of yourself with them and uh-huh. maybe you, your life, you're apart. You're living in different parts of the world and life gets, you get all caught up in life and things are uncertain and you may not talk for a while. And then when you talk again, you pick up where you left off. But it's not like any time, like there's a gap, really, um, because I don't know. There's just some people you have that kind of relationship with. And I've had some people like, huh? That's a real friend, someone you can pick up six months, a year, three years later and pick up right where you left off. Exactly. And so there is a gentleman in my life like that. He happens to live on another continent and... Last time we talked, everything was very close, very wonderful, and now it's kind of like he's dropped out. So I've done that um, uh, uh, with him um, just because I needed to work through stuff or I was upset with him or something, Mm -hmm. uh, and I needed to work through the issue was, you know, something I needed to grow or see, and now it's happening on his end. So... um, so will we talk again? Um, my what I get is we will, even though I said I really don't care. <laughs> I got I will, and I told the universe, I I don't care. Leave me alone. <laughs> uh-huh. okay, I hear you. I hear you. Here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. There's a there's a, a a deep level of unawareness. I don't think this gentleman. Let me let me get into his head for a minute. He's unconscious of of the impact of his the way he emotes. He's unconscious of the way it impacts people. He, I think, he recognizes that he gets on your nerves. And that's the best phrase I can come up with with that. But he doesn't know how he gets there. So I think he's very yeah. unaware. Yeah. The thing is, oh, you know, he said he was going to come and visit, and he had a lot of things to take care of, and 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 I think that he's afraid if he tells me, 
Um, he doesn't have, you know, quite have the money yet. He doesn't know where he is. He's afraid I will get upset with him because I did once before. So I think that he doesn't, he really never gets on my nerves. We really talk really well in the past is when I got upset. Watching? No, I no? think okay. that um, he has a commitment and he needs to fulfill that commitment to a family member. And so I think that, um, um, you know, and, and he had a back injury, so he had to change his line of work. And I think his life got kind of, you know how you lose your way when you're identified with what you did? Like he did that job for many years and he was yes. good at it. And now it's like, well, where do I go? So he tried another field and um, he it, it gave him money, but he found it was emotionally and physically draining because he was working with problem children. And oh. he says you give and give and give and you don't really get anything back. Yeah. Um, so he, as much as that was an income, then I think he's trying to do investing. I don't know how that's turning out for him, I'm sure. Okay. Um, you know, so I think right. that instead of saying to me, you know, I'm uncertain, I, I don't feel co- strong in my field, I don't know about money, I feel, he always come, wants to come across as he is uh, financially together. He, For him, emoting that is, image is very important. Okay. And so, And I don't know because I'm a Capricorn, so that tends to be important for me as well. So When's your birthday? I think um, January fifteenth. Fifteenth, okay. Yeah, so I think that that's the thing that for him he would rather um, have his act together, and he doesn't like that he's in an uncertain place about a yeah. lot of things in his life right now. So you okay. definitely, definitely are correct about that. You know, he doesn't like feeling that way, and I think mm-hmm. until he can tell me this is the way it's going down, he doesn't. He's afraid to show that weakness to me um, Mm -hmm. and have me change my opinion of him, that he Mm -hmm. feels like I may wind up with a negative image of him. Okay. Well. But I'm more mature than that. I mean, I understand this is life and things happen. Sure. But give it time. Um, You have the three, so three days, three weeks, three months. I tend, okay. to feel, I tend to feel more uh, between the, the weeks. I'm feeling something in three weeks, but give it three months and see what transpires. Um, it, it seems that you've narrowed it down that this is about him and see what he does. I didn't even think about it. I didn't even associate him with the dream at all. And, that's and interesting that's that you put, that's huge, yeah. That's the weird part because we think three is just like creativity and, you know, synthesis and whatever else, but it actually is um, third chakra and relating to others and personal power and navigating a a situation with confidence, not Uh low self-esteem, that kind of thing, which you might have a combination working together between the two of you. Make sense? Yeah, yeah, you know how some people the dance, the dance of together repel together. <laughs> exactly, push pull back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That's, that's, and that's and the thing is that we've had a beautiful time together physically when we were together, actually for four and a half months. Beautiful, but it was scary at the same time because it was so powerful that yeah. it was it frightened me. Mhm. 
And so there it is. There it is, right there. See how. Uh, but but I've worked through a lot of it. I think. Not to it, say that it happens overnight, it, it, but I've done a lot of inner work and right. understand my issue. It yeah. wasn't him, but you know, it it was that energy between us. It was so close, and um, I, I it was like spiritual, like a spiritual gift opened up when I was with him, and I, that I, I that I even never ever experienced maybe with my children some because right. I'm very close to my children, but. Um, you know, and that's where I've had precognitive dreams about him, and they turn out to be true. Okay. So, so you're saying you, definitely a connection with that. I never would have put that together. Yeah, uh, Charlotte, never. With, with, the, with the third chakra, you know, and then I call it. I, I I like the way the phrase is you chose, but I call it a push pull effect. Where yes, it, it, with the newness of it, you you're drawn and it's magnetized, and you get closer and closer and closer, and then once you start to feel the heat of that flame and your yes. ego tells you that if you get burnt, it'll be complete annihilation. And yes, exactly. Exactly, Shirley. That's exactly it. That's what freaked me out. I, that's yeah. exactly what freaked me out. And it's freaking him out. And now he wants to pull you closer, but he's afraid you're going to pull away. And okay. as represented by your uncle falling asleep, <laughs> and, and that coming to an end. It's like you put yourself to sleep. So absolutely do your psycho-spiritual work. You want to look at the psychology of it. You want to look at your childhood. You want to break out the forgiveness shovel and, and put this to rest, quote-unquote, put it to bed once and for all so that you can be happy. I think this guy can make you happy. Okay. All right. I, it's it, even if I wanted to toss it away, it's like it doesn't get tossed away. So it, even if I wanted to run away, I can't run away. So uh, I tried. So thank you so much, okay. Charlotte. You're amazing. Oh, thank you very much. Well, since you can't run away, look look for a dream with hallways in it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. So thank you so much, and I hope you continue You're to welcome. tune into the show on Wednesdays and Saturdays. I will. Thank okay, you. I will. Thank, thank you. Spread the word, please. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Be blessed. Be blessed as well. Thank you so much. Moving on to area code 267. Why does this look familiar? Hi, you're on the air. What's your name? Yes, hi. I've actually never been on your show. Okay. Your phone number looks a lot like my... Can you hear me? Yes, I hear you. Your number looks a lot like my niece's. (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay. What's your name? Um, I'm Jennifer. Jennifer. Hello. How can I help you, dear? Is this your first time tuning in? Definitely, yes. Um, oh. I have all kinds of dreams, um, some prophetic, some not. But the most incredible dream that I had, I don't know if it's disturbing or what, I, I and this was before the eclipse. There was a lunar eclipse, and you can see it three times within the span of like a few months. And that's okay. before I knew that, the supermoon, I think it's called. But yeah. I had a dream that I was looking out my backyard, and I saw three planets. I was trying to take a picture of them. And as I was trying to photograph these three planets, one of the planets to the right came down in a fiery ball and crashed. And I was a voyeur of it. It didn't, it, you know, it didn't feel like it affected me. But okay. it, 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 was, it seemed like there was some sort of tragic you know, event as a result of that planet falling out of the sky. Now, someone at work that I work with, his father passed suddenly, but I don't know if it's that or if it's something more global. <clears throat> but it was close to home. 
Hmm. Interesting. And we got the three thing going on. I see eleven eleven or I see one 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 all the time. I see eleven okay. eleven constantly, ten ten ten. Yeah. Um I don't know because it's three planets. So I, I don't know. Can you divine any information out of that or let me see what I can do for you. I wanna take okay. So you're in your head I need to clarify just to, just for a minute. Mm-hmm. You're in your house, not someone else's? Uh, Correct. I'm in my own home, I'm, and I'm looking out upon my backyard. Got and I'm backyard. fascinated, and I'm trying to take a photograph of these three planets. And as I'm trying to photograph them, the third planet to the right comes down on a fiery ball and crashes. Okay. Were you on the second floor or the first floor of your home looking out the window? I was on the. I was at uh, porch level. So I was, yeah, in the kitchen. Okay. I want to take this as a spiritual experience. I mm-hmm. want to um, I want to say this is about your spiritual journey. Are you when is your birthday may twenty third nineteen seventy six you're a Taurus mm, no, I'm Gemini, but Gemini. I guess I'm sorry Cuspish. Yeah, that's yeah. okay. I guess I, I'm I, cuspid, but I've always I been right in Gemini. I do that with Taurus and but Gemini. I have a lot. Of, any other. I have a ton of Taurus in my chart. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Okay, I want to say this is about your spiritual uh, spiritual journey. You're in your home, which is you and your life. You are at like porch level, and the kitchen is nearby. This is self nurturing. Mhm. You've got. You're looking out the window, which is clarity. This is about nurturing of the self. You've got the three planets, and you could take a lot of what I said, but it's going to it's going to change for you because you do have the three, which is again um, creativity, and you're taking a photograph, trying to take a photograph of these planets. And the planets, I want to point out that they're far away and very distant, but you're trying mm-hmm. to capture a photo. Photographs represent the past. Right. So I want to just introduce that element. What's also important is that you're the in observation mode. It's not like when the when the planet begins to fall, you don't mention feeling a lot of fear or afraid that it's going to hit the house. Mm-hmm. Okay, which means that you're looking at this situation um, without overreaction is what I want to say. So in okay. your spiritual life, it's like trying to capture a certain essence or wisdom or knowledge and then something begins to transform, and that's what the fire is, and kind of okay. comes back down to earth where it feels like you're starting over. I want to I wanna say it that way. And then something having to do with daily life. Do you have any decisions that you're trying to make in your life with regard to where to go, job, anything like Always. that? Always. <laughs> Always. Oh, okay. I just wanted well, to rule that mom- out. Yeah, my mom just passed, and she left me with her estate, and it's not settled yet, but it's a it's a it's a home that is, it's within my means only because I've inherited uh, some money that it's within my means now, but I don't know if it's going to be within my means later, and I am an artist, and I do have a job that 
it sustains me now, but it might not sustain me forever. So I just always feel like I'm in constant flux, and I don't okay. know what is truly, you know, stationary in my okay. life. Okay. Then, and for that reason, I like that the I like the imagery of the planets because it can also represent making order out of chaos, which is what you might feel about all of this constant having to do with. And I feel very rushed, and I feel overwhelmed for you, and like I, I kind of feel that. So I think what it's saying, it's like a one, two, three. This one's going to bottom out, transform, back down to earth, get grounded, dig your heels in, watch what happens, and then make your choices based on your observations of what you see as truth, not what you think is actually happening on the surface. Because on any planet in the solar system, as far as we know, we're the only one with life on it, right? So we think that's all surface. Mm-hmm. I tend to believe that, right. you know, if if we were energetically able to really see that planet the way it was, we would probably find life on it. But these mm-hmm. planets, what color were they? Did, were their colors associated that might help me? I would like to say they were dark. They were. It was dark to me, and that, and that third one was fiery. But I don't remember them being bright planets. I remember them being dark. Got you, and you knew they were there. The yeah. far off in the distance, we've got the fire and the transformation, um, the cooking of ideas. The um, another, it also reinforces the nurturing aspect. We've got the three creative pursuits, um, third chakra, decision making ability, and I think those all fit for you. So what I think for you is keep your eyes peeled an opportunity that would help you I think you need time to let dust settle I know that Mm -hmm. might be difficult I I feel that you're pulled in many different directions but if you give it time an opportunity might present itself where you can express yourself a little more fully and as you embrace that opportunity you can allow other things not fall away like the planet did but Mm -hmm. not be the major focus in your life does that make sense? Okay. So so what you're feeling is that this exploding planet crashing to the ground is not something tragic and cataclysmic. It's just more of a transformation. It could be very positive. Any not like the end of my world, so to speak. No. It's not the end of my world. Uh-uh. No, your world's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. I'm in the same world you're in, and I'm not going right. anywhere. Okay, well, so, in my yeah. own, in my own, mind, because I'm very security conscious, hence the Taurus, I'm very security conscious, and I just don't want to feel like I'm a vagabond, you know, and, a, and just living off the, I'm not, I don't think I'll ever live off the streets per se, but <clears throat> I just, I don't want to feel that way, you know? Mm-hmm. So then you want to be very careful and uh, be very mindful of details. You said um, your mom passed away. I'm sorry to hear about your mom, by the way. Um, But your mom left you something? Yes. Okay, and as a Taurus, you would be predisposed to nurturing that and and allowing that to provide you with a sense of security. Right. Don't be afraid. You know? Don't be afraid. Yeah. That's That's what the mind does to us. It just, you know, does everything. Torturous. So it does everything. Yes, it is torturous because yeah. the ego doesn't want you to be happy. Our souls right. want us to be happy, and we get to choose. Do you go with the higher aspects of self or the baser aspects that keep you locked in worry and fear and um, looking over your shoulder and being afraid that you might 
be or be perceived as a vagabond, you know? Okay. Is this helpful? Very. Yep. I'm glad. Okay. All right. Well, thank okay. you. I'll let you move thank on. All right. Thank you, thank so, you much. so much. All right. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, this was a lot of fun. We got to talk about some more really great stuff. Uh, I'm sorry. I know some callers are might be frustrated with the length of time that I spent on those calls. I apologize that I uh, didn't get to you. Um, do try to call in next week. You can call 15 minutes before each show and uh, get into the queue. Um, I will try to be a little speedier next time. I, I'm sorry if anybody's upset with me for taking so long to get to their call and got and hung up in frustration. My apologies, sincerely. Uh, do remember that um, each week, Wednesdays, 3 o'clock, Dream Interpretation segments, I'm adding Saturdays at 3 o'clock so that people can identify with that time and know when I'll be available to help you with your dreams and any other questions you might have. Um, also know that once a month, I have a co-host named Joni Eisinger. She's an award-winning healer and psychic. Uh, we had a recent episode where... Uh, we delve into sexual issues and infertility, anything having to do with it, whether it's birth control or um, performance or uh, pain experienced uh, during sex. We've covered so many different things, but there's so much more to do. So that was a very successful segment. We'll be doing one again in October, the first Tuesday in October. We'll be doing another one. And also join me every second Thursday of the month to explore the concepts of A Course in Miracles, with my monthly co-host, Robert Rosenthal, MD, who is actually on the board of directors for the foundation who publishes the course. So that's always an amazing segment. I want to thank everybody once again for tuning in, and I will be taking a look at my emails to see the dreams that came over. I did see a number of submissions coming up. I will email you and and try to get in touch with you about this, and hopefully we can talk about it next week on the air. All right, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, God bless and be at peace.